And hello once again, this is Carl Bastian, a.k.a. The Kidologist, coming to you from Kidology.org, ready to talk children's ministry with you. Today I've got an episode that I hope will be encouraging to you, especially those of you who are maybe a little discouraged in the summer as families are taken off on vacations and all kinds of summer activities. Church suddenly doesn't seem to be the priority that it is during the school year, and so you get kind of a little bummed out there, maybe a little discouraged. You're wondering, come on, man, where is the priority of church? You're a little discouraged. The numbers are down, and you're thinking what to do. Well, I'm here to tell you it is actually a great time to have some very effective Jesus-styled ministry when your numbers are down. It's not all about the numbers as encouraging as those great numbers could be. So we're going to talk about that today here on Kidman Talk. Our show is also sponsored by a brand new, exciting, downloadable Kidology product that we've just come out with called the U-Turn Cards. This thing is amazing. It might end up being the most effective gospel presentation tool that you have in your Kidman toolbox. You'll definitely want to download it, check it out, and put it into your resource bag. So, it's time. Let's sit back, let's relax, and let's talk Kidman. Well, I am fresh back from a great, awesome, refreshing week of vacation down in Daytona, Florida. Got to take my son to the Daytona Speedway, and we got to actually uh, ride around on the actual track and see all the amazing things in there. It was an all-access tour, and that was very cool. We got to go up to the top of uh, a huge lighthouse out on a beach. Got to ex- go exploring in a jungle. Of course, we just got to relax on the beach and enjoy the waves, and it was a it was a great time, and we really enjoyed it. But I'm back, and of course, when you go on vacation, you come back, and you're behind, right? <laughs> you, uh, you try to get ahead, you leave, you set the work down, then you come back, and you got to build zillion things to do. I got camp coming. I got VBS coming. I got some teacher training events that I'm doing and some guest appearances I'm doing for children's churches, which I I love to do. And I got a bazillion things to do, but I, I love doing this podcast. I love to equip and encourage those in children's ministry. And I especially love to encourage. And so today's podcast is in response to a forum post that was simply titled Discouraged. And this Kidology member wrote about how discouraged she is that attendance is down and people just aren't signing up for the summer events um, like they used to. And um, and so I thought, you know what, I got so much I want to say about that that I'm going to, I just responded in the forum post and I'm going to make that the theme of my next podcast. But before I dive into that, because once I get going, I'm, I'm going to be just going nonstop and I've got so many things I want to say just to encourage you to not be discouraged when your numbers are down and when people aren't showing up because I think that's actually an exciting time where you can do some kind of ministry that you can't do when you're busy with high numbers and high attendance and everybody showing up and uh, and so I say savor those times now if those are long-term trends and of course there's things you got to look at because uh, we don't want to you know have our churches dying but when it's a when it's a short-term trend because it's summer or things like that then those are actually opportunities that we can seize and uh, not be so discouraged by. First, I want to tell you about this brand new product. It's actually been on Kidology for years. It's available uh, through some other ministries. Um, It's a resource I created years ago. Creative Ministry Solutions sells it. They used to sell it when they were one-way street. I think they still do as the salvation cards. 
And I discovered this gospel presentation way back ancient history when I was a student at Moody Bible Institute. I, I saw some person do it. So the actual original concept I didn't invent. I don't know who did it. If they ever email me or contact me, I will love to give them credit. I don't know if it was just some person that made it up or if it's been around a hundred years, but I modified it and adapted it and hopefully improved it a little bit. And then we have just completely redone it. In fact, I want to give a little shout out to a good friend of mine. His name is Stanley Merce. He's kind of a creative guy. I think we were separated at birth and I have discovered that he is a wonderful friend to bounce things off. When I want to do something creative or redo something, I like some, he's one of the people, I have several people that I do this with, but he's one that I just met this year at the Children's Pastors Conference. Another great reason to go to CPC and meet people and network and, uh, and, and uh, just make these kind of connections. And so I, I just called him and said, hey, I want to redo the salvation cards. It needs a, it seriously needs an update. And uh, sent him, mailed him a copy and said, you know, what do you think um, when you see this and, and explained it to him? And he came up with this idea of, uh, of just traffic signs, of taking the U-turn that it ends with, turning into a U-turn sign, which means repentance and all that. And boom, I took that idea and I ran with it. So I do want to give a shout out to Stanley for giving me that seed of an idea and I just ran with it. But the, the U-turn cards, formerly the salvation cards, is an incredible gospel presentation that is so simple. comes off like a magic trick, but it's not. there's nothing magic. There's no sleight of hand or anything. You bring nine kids on stage, they hold these cards that are now traffic signals, and there's a lot of cool uh, things we've done there with yield signs and stop signs and U-turn signs. And you talk about salvation, but as different kids sit down and, and are eliminated and as these cards are flipped around, they end up spelling a lot of different things. And it all ends with... Uh, a U-turn sign and an explanation of what repentance means. It means to go the other way. And um, it would take too much time on the podcast to explain the whole presentation. I actually plan to do a, a YouTube video um, to explain it. And one of the cool things with this new edition, and this was our webmaster Steve Tanner's idea, give a shout out to him, to create a pocket edition, a mobile version, which is great because since it's a reproducible product, you can print one for every small group leader, every Sunday school teacher, every club leader, and laminate it and just let them have this in their arsenal of Kidman tools. And it's a pocket version. So I'm going to do a YouTube video with the mobile version and just show you the presentation. I'll, I'll have that done soon. If I don't have it in time for this podcast, which I, I doubt I will because I want to get this live and I've got so many things I'm behind on uh, from having been on vacation in Yosemite Summit that uh, that's kind of on my to-do list to get done. And once it's done, we're going to even include that in the download when you buy the product. So you'll get the video explanation along with the product. So that is coming. And if you've already bought it, we're going to send out an email and let people download that uh, video uh, after the fact. And so don't worry about buying it, not getting the video instructions. You're going you're gonna to get that after the fact is kind of a, a bonus thing. So don't worry about that. So now even in a small group setting, you, you can also do it just like putting these training cards down on the floor and flipping them and eliminating them and go through the gospel presentation um, with these traffic signs. And so we changed the gospel presentation from the traditional ABCs of salvation, which was in the original one, to the Romans Road, which really fit the whole traffic sign analogy. And the ABCs of salvation is, of course, still in there. So um, check it out. Um, it's about 10 bucks. It's very affordable. And of course, it's reproducible. So once you buy it, you can print them large. You can print as many of the mobile diversion as you want for all your leaders. And you're going to find that it's a, just a great resource to have. And it's so colorfully 
done with an artist that we hired to do it. It's definitely something you want to have in your resource library. But let me get to the topic of the day. You know, we love big events. I mean, there's nothing more exciting than vacation Bible school or a Christmas play, any kind of large event that we do, whether it's a sports camp, you know, a fun fair, these kickoff events. I mean, the energy and the excitement of just having our church or gymnasium or our ministry field, whatever it is, just filled with people laughing and playing and interacting or coming to an event or a concert or a show of some sort. I mean, there's excitement in that. There's a real tangible um, reward and, and a sense of satisfaction that, man, we pulled it off. We did something of quality and a ton of people came. And of course, it looks good on a report to the boss or to the congregation of these events that we had throughout the year and how many people came and if they can generate some funds to support the ministry, all the better. And so we kind of can go from event to event to event. They can almost be highs that, um, can almost, in some cases, become like a drug where where we live from event to event. And between these events, it can actually become a downer where we almost end up living for the big events. And then when we plan events that don't have the big numbers, we can become discouraged. In fact, there's a danger in evaluating the effectiveness of our ministry in the size of our events. Now, imagine if Jesus evaluated his ministry in the size of his events. Well, we would say that he actually was a great success at the beginning of his ministry. I mean, he had to like get into a boat because the crowds were crowding him so much. And, you know, he was able to draw huge crowds. But you know what? As he started to preach the truth, he got a little less popular. People began to abandon him and, you know, eventually they killed him. So, you know, if you're going to evaluate his ministry by the numbers, um, he kind of was a flash in the pan that drew the big crowds and then they they began to dissipate and uh, he would be evaluated as a failure in the end if it was only about numbers, but it wasn't. What did Jesus do? He drew the crowds. He did the magic show, okay? The miracles were a magic trick, except that he wasn't cheating. There was nothing up his sleeve. They weren't illusions. They were the real thing, okay? But he drew the crowds with great preaching, great uh, miracles, okay? Not magic, miracles. And he did all that. But what did he do? He poured his life into a small group of disciples. And who ended up changing the world? Who ended up taking his message and turning the world upside down? What was his long-term plan to change this world? Was it those huge events? No, it was his disciples. That's why when he left, after he came back to life and and you know was seen by by hundreds his his great commission was not to go into all the world and pull off huge events his great commission was to go into all the world and make disciples teaching them to obey everything that he had taught them and so sometimes we lose sight of the fact that our job in ministry isn't to do events now that isn't to say events are a bad thing. Jesus did big events, so he modeled that. There's a time and a place for them. But if we begin to evaluate our ministry by the numbers, we're evaluating the wrong thing. And we also have to realize that the long-term impact of our ministry, the things that are going to outlive us, is going to be the relationships. And so, what do you do when the numbers are down? What do you do when people aren't coming to big things because they're going on vacation, they've got all kinds of summer plans, their attendance drops to maybe one or two at the best three Sundays 
out of the month during the summer. Do you get discouraged? No. You change your ministry strategy. You make it more Jesus-styled. Because what did Jesus do? He walked and he talked with people. He met with people individually. And he did more smaller ministry but deeper ministry. And you could do the same thing. You can actually have a more effective ministry with less people. Instead of going wider and a little deep, you can go deeper but not as wide. There's all kinds of things you can do. Like with groups, I'll just give you a couple examples of things that I love doing in ministry when I couldn't pull off huge events, right? Here's something you can do all year long, but it also works just for the summer. And that's to have a birthday party for whoever's having a birthday that month. Kids love birthday parties. If you have a birthday party for everyone who's having a birthday in June, kids are going to show up, especially if every birthday kid's going to get a present. Right? And you, they can be allowed to bring only one to two friends or only one friend to that party, all right? in addition to their siblings. All right? Reservations are required. You'd be surprised how many people will come to a traditional birthday party. It's easy to pull off. Your numbers aren't going to be huge. You're going to play Duck, Duck, Goose. You're going to play Pin the Tail with Donkey. Nothing fancy. You're going to throw some streamers. You're going to order a big cake from the neighborhood grocery store. And, and you're going to play. You're not going to do a Bible story. You're not going to, it's not kids' church. You're just going to spend some relational time with them. And you can have a short devotional time where you can talk about a second birthday. In fact, you can even use the Born Again Birthday Book that's available in Kidology, created by Barney Kennard from KidHelper.com. And you could talk about, you know, just as we celebrate our physical birth to our mom and dad as Christians, we celebrate our spiritual birth when we are born again. And just as you get presents on your birthday, when you become a Christian, you get spiritual gifts. And you can talk about the gift of the Holy Spirit. You can talk about the gift of the Bible. You can talk about the gift of the church. And you, you can build a whole little mini lesson. Don't do a whole kid's church, but you could do a 10 or 15 minute devotional if you want to have some spiritual impact. But the important thing is just to have some relational time. Another thing I've done that parents loved, in fact, there's a post on Kidology about this. I'll link in the show notes. And that's a sack lunch Sunday. And that is so simple so easy and so fun. And the concept is just what it sounds like. It's a sack lunch Sunday. Kids bring a sack lunch to church, say, I'll provide the drinks. And you can just go to, sometimes McDonald's will even give you their orange cola, uh, orange um, drink. It's not orange soda, it's orange drink and the big thermoses. Or you just make some Kool-Aid, all right? Or you just can have water or lemonade. But you provide the drinks, say, bring a sack lunch, and then pick a theme. And I, I, I had so much fun with themes. I looked at what props and stuff do I have left over from previous events. And I did space themes and Western themes and Olympic themes. And we just played games and did some Bible drills and very little, you know, quote unquote, spiritual impact because it was relational. It was about getting to know these kids and, and play with the kids and get to know them. And if I had 20 or 30 kids come, if I had 12 kids come, I loved it because I really got to know those kids by name, and I love doing it. Now, this one's very unique. Um, not everyone's going to get into this, but they are some of my favorites. Now, I don't know if you are aware of or into sports stacking, but sports stacking with speed stack cups is one of the fastest growing sports in America, and the kids absolutely love it. And I, I plan to actually write an ebook on how to incorporate sports stacking into your ministry. I've been working for the last several years with Awana. And this fall, Awana and Speedstacks are actually partnering and launching Speedstacks 
into Awana so that there'll be some sports stacking games officially a part of the Awana circle. So if you've got an Awana club, there's some exciting things coming. But even if you don't have an Awana, I used to do sports stacking clinics in the summer. I had them like on a Tuesday morning from 9 to 11. I planned it as something that would be for like me and 10 kids. They actually grew to 40, 50 kids coming just to stack cups. And I came up with a bunch of fun games. And we actually had a page on our website. I'll link to it. It was a whole website with their high scores and how they were doing and everything. And it was a lot of fun. You could do a movie night. You just say, hey, this Friday night, I'm going to be showing Incredibles or Wreck-It Ralph or whatever is a fun movie that uh, parents will approve of. And and you can always find from the Kidology uh, movie reviews some spiritual application that you can talk about at the end. Again, don't turn it into kids' church, but a short devotional and a prayer at the end is fantastic if you can have a little discussion time. But you want to make it something the kids will want to come to again. But you invite families to come. And if you had four families show up to a movie night, what a great relational time. You make that a lot of fun. You set up the projector. You set up the screen. You order a bunch of Little Caesars pizzas. And you can make it a great relational time with the families. You can make it with families. You can make it where families drop the kids off. I'm not a big one on overnighters. I used to do tons of overnighters and I found the kids were all grouchy the next day and getting them to sleep. And and I thought, you know what? I just made them go to 11 or 12 at midnight when the kids ought to go to sleep anyway. Parents were more than happy to come pick up their kids and take them home. And you also had a lot less concerns with all the child safety and security and, and all of that. Parents tended to like that a little better anyway. Until, let them do the overnights in middle school. So that's just how I kind of evolved on the overnighters. Another fun one is just to have a picnic at your house. Invite a bunch of kids just to come over to your house and you're going to play some games, do some frisbee golf in the backyard if you have a ride yard for that or if you got a park nearby. Um, and just invite some kids to come over to your house. If it's in numbers, then you're not violating the security rules that you have at your at your house, I mean at your church. So you've got a group of kids there, have a couple of volunteers there as well, so you don't get in an awkward situation where you're ever alone with a child. And it's so fun. A pastor picnic um, can be a blast, all right? And just one more, um, maybe a meet me at the park type thing where you just say, hey, I'm going to be at this park and I'm bringing uh, croquet and I'm bringing, you know, some Frisbees and I'm bringing some fun games. I collect fun outdoor games like the ball with the ribbon on the back that, where you catch its different points and different things like that. And you just bring that stuff and you just you just play. It's not overly organized. Again, it's relational. It's walk with me and talk with me and, and just be a friend to me. But when you do those kind of things with kids over the summer... They can be, they'll be the things that kids will talk about years later. When I've left a ministry and kids have wrote me thank you notes saying, you know, things they remembered or appreciated or their best memories of me as a children's pastor, it's been these kind of small things. It's never been the great big VBS. It's never been a huge corporate event where I had 500 kids there. And I've done those huge events. It always was these small events that the kids remember the most fondly. But there's also some great one-on-one things you can do especially during these times when you're not so stressed out and so busy trying to pull off these big events and being so worried about whether you're going to hit your numbers that you want. The big one is discipleship. Disciple some kids over the summer. Use Awesome Adventure and disciple kids. Pick a couple of kids and see if you can disciple them through the Awesome Adventure Discipleship book. It's 12 lessons. Meet with them 12 times throughout the summer. Meet at their home and take them through that lesson. If you know some kids that are going through a hard time, 
Um, if their parents have recently been divorced, their parents are going through an illness, they're a discipline issue, or they're a strong, faithful kid that they need to hear the same thing coming from someone besides their parents. There's so many kids that could benefit from you pouring into their life for a season of three to four months. And what a huge impact that could have on them for the rest of their life. There's something else you could do. I call it a happy meal date. And you, because you don't want to be driving around with a kid alone, um, you just have the parents meet you at a McDonald's. So the parent drops their kid off. You meet at the McDonald's. You buy them a Happy Meal. By the way, you get a Happy Meal too, right? You can get a Big Mac Happy Meal. It's one of the biggest kid men's secrets, right? You just go to the counter and say, I want a Big Meal, Big Mac Happy Meal. Now, if the teenager employee looks at you funny, you might have to ask for a manager to explain to them because I've worked at McDonald's. Okay? I already know my, I still know my six steps, right? You know, you greet the customer, you take the order, you upsell, you suggestive sell, you assemble the order, you take the money, and then you thank them and ask them to come again. You give them the bag, you know, arches toward the customer folded twice over the top. All right, so yeah, I'm an expert at McDonald's. And, um, you know, I was employee of the month, right? So I, I know all this stuff. And you, they just hit Big Mac, and then they can hit large fry, they can hit large Coke, and they just hit Happy Meal. It just adds like a buck ninety or whatever to the order. So get yourself a Big Mac Happy Meal. So that whatever toy the kid got, you got too, and you sit there and you play with the toys together. And you just ask them, how's it going at, at school? You know, well, summer, but ask them how it's going at home. They're looking forward to school. I use the FROM acronym with adults to get to know them. You ask about their family, the recreation, you ask about occupation, and you ask about motivation. Well, with kids, I use the FISH acronym, and that's Family, Interests, School, and Hobbies. All right, and you just go through those in your mind. Don't tell them the acronym. You just use that to kind of guide your conversation and, and see where it goes. If you want to find out where a kid's at spiritually, if they're into sports, you can use a sports analogy. You can say, what's your favorite sport? If it's football, say, well, you know, what kind of position do you see yourself in um, spiritually? Are you in the stands? Are you the quarterback? Are you on defense, offense, you know, if it's basketball, you know, you, you could say, you know, do you kind of feel like you have the ball? Are you kind of waiting for the ball? Are you still in training? You know, and, and use some kind of analogy to try and find out where the kids are at um, in, in their spiritual life, all right? Um, kids love play dates, all right? They're always bugging their parents. I mean, every day, my son, as soon as a play date's over, wants to know when the next play date is, right? Offer yourself to parents as a pastor play date. Say, I'll come over for an hour and play with your kid. I mean, how cool is that? You get to go over there, find out what toys they have, all right? And the parents are home, so it's totally cool. And you play Lego with them. You play in their treehouse, right? You play dolls with them, whatever it is. And, man, the relationship that comes out of that. Then when they're there on church on Sunday and you're teaching, they're eating out of your hand because you're not just this abstract adult up there talking at them. You're the pastor who came and you know, built Lincoln Logs with them, played action figures with them, built that really cool Lego fort with them. It totally changes the dynamic of your of your teaching, all right? You could even offer to do a family movie night with family. Say, you know, you invite them over to your house if, if you've got a house that's conducive for that. Or you could say, hey, I'd like to bring my family over. I can only, Here's the Friday nights, Saturday nights I have available over the summer. And it's a first come, first serve. And whatever family signs up, gets us to come over, we'll bring the popcorn and, and the refreshments. And, um, you know, here's here's the movies, you know, to select from because you don't want to be watching the same movie over and over. 
but you could have a list of movies that you you want to watch and some oldies or goodies you know what and um so make a list of your favorite ones and lastly here's a third category to think about when your numbers are down and you're wondering what to do pour into your volunteers make a list of your volunteers and say who could i pour into who could i meet for coffee who can I go out to a movie with? You know, there's some big blockbuster movies coming out during the summer. So just going by yourself, or maybe there's one that you want to see and your spouse doesn't want to see. Go out with a volunteer. Right? Guys with guys, girls with girls. I shouldn't have to say that, but I'm saying it just in case. But go out to a movie or do something like mini golf. Get a bunch of your volunteers together and plan a mini golf tournament. All right, And have a prize, like $20 Applebee's gift card uh, to the winning you know, mini golfer. And, but this is a great time for you to take the summer when, when it's a struggle to have big events. Don't make big events the goal. Make relational ministry the goal and say, how can I go deeper? How can I deepen relationships? How can I get to know the kids better? How can I get into the homes of my families? How can I deepen the relationship with my volunteers so I'm not just this authoritative administrator who's telling them you know when to show up and what to do with the kids and what they did wrong, but I become a friend to them. You know, I've got a post on the site called You Don't Have a Recruiting Problem, You Have a Relationship Problem because people re- volunteer because they want relationship. That's the number one reason they volunteer. They want friends, not because they have this great burden for the children of the world to come to know Christ. I'm sorry, but that's the reality. So you need to deepen those relationships and you'll tighten the glue and people will stay in your children's ministry longer. So deepen those relationships with your volunteers. Get into the homes of families. Get them into your home. Meet them at the park. I hate to say think small because everyone wants to think big, but there's a time to think small as long as that thinking small is thinking deeper and thinking more strategically. So I hope this will encourage you to not be discouraged when the numbers are down, but rather think of that as an opportunity when you can go deeper in relationships. Well, thanks for taking some of your busy time during the summer to listen to Kidman talk. And remember, you can shape the show by emailing me or tweeting me or Facebooking me or communicating in the forum show notes what topics you would like to be addressed here on Kidman Talk. Email is just carl at kidmantalk.com. Twitter is just at Kidman Talk. You can also reach me on facebook.com slash Bastion. Remember, it's Carl with a K in any kind of communication with me, and I would love to interact with you, tweet with you, form interact with you, Facebook with you, whatever it is. I hope you have a great summer, and also be sure that you take time away from ministry to be refreshed and encouraged. Until next time, this is Carl. And as a little bonus to anyone who listened to the end of the podcast, and if you're still a little discouraged, this ought to cheer you up. Christian, there's no need to feel down. I say, Christian, pick yourself off the ground. I say, Christian, don't be wearing a frown. There's no need to be unhappy. Christian, no, there isn't. Amen. Has he been talking to you about something he wants you to do? If you got some ideas during this podcast, why not today? Why not today?
That's right. Maybe there's somebody you know who needs comfort. Cause their feelings will love. You should love them. Amen. Show them you are their friend. Help them back on their feet again. Don't wait. Could be one of your volunteers. You care. There are hurting families. Kids, there's no time to delay. We must show. God's Don't need a big event to do that. Today. That's right. Get out there. Put it up. Why not today? Uh-huh. Gotta do it now. Why not today? Are you doing the motions? So much work to be done. I caught you. Everyone and tomorrow may never come. Don't wanna put it up. Why not today? Why not this summer? Why not this summer? Why not today? Put it on your calendar. It's not the size of the event that counts, but the quality and the relationships. All right. It's been a great podcast. Until next time, this is Carl on Kid Men Talk.